Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Neely. And I'm Rachel. And I am super excited because we have Hannah Bottom Young with us today. And I am slightly obsessed with her books. So we are super pumped to have you here. Hannah, I'm going to give a little bio and then you can pop in and say hi. So Hannah is an Amazon best. I mean, you're going to say a lot more than hi. An Amazon best-selling author from Ontario, Canada. She lives with her childhood friend turned husband. Husband Ben, which is uh, Neely's favorite trope. So, um, can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. two kids and a bulldog near Niagara Falls on the Canada side. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah writes romances featuring a cast of diverse, disabled, marginalized, and LGBTQ plus folks, wherein swoon with their storylines blend with the beautiful, messy, and challenging realities of life. When not reading or writing romance, you can find her having living room dance parties with her kids. Same, same. Do it all the time. And planning any occasion that warrants a cheese board. Also same. Seriously. Hannah, we're so happy you're here. We're so excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Hi. 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 <laughs> we have we say that as if we all haven't been talking for 30 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, my voice Hannah. is like raspy because we have literally just been laughing for I the last 45 tears minutes. tears in my eyes. Like, tears. Literally, <laughs> like, guys, just I'm almost wow. sad that we weren't recording that, but <laughs> I also kind of feel like we'd lose followers. People would either be really into it or they'd be like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. So we, yeah. we strange, um, that's yeah. <laughs> fine. We're good with it. We're just but the great news is, is Hannah is our brand of weird. Yes. And yeah. Weird. She flows right into it. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't just sitting there like how awkward it would be if that whole conversation <laughs> happened. And the author was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> why am I here? This is weird. <laughs> okay. This we're going weird. to, yeah, we're going to do some one star and five star moments. The one star and five star moments for these next several episodes might just be a little bit unhinged, and that's fine. Um, Neely, do you want to go first today? Sure. Okay. okay. So my one star moment is okay. So it's it's not just that it's hot here. It's it's been raining the last couple days, and we're at like a hundred and twenty seven thousand percent humidity to the point like Rachel and I literally sent each other selfies today of how crazy our hair looked. I went for a walk. um, So it's. We talked about, we've already had a conversation about this this week, but I mean, it was cooler temperature wise, but the humidity was high. And I was like, I'm going to go for a walk this morning. Um, and it was like misting a little bit, but like kind of in a nice way. And I'm like, honestly, like it's, it's kind of nice. Like it's just, yeah, I looked like insane when I got home. Like Andrew looked at me and he was like, what, <laughs> what happened to you out there? Um, but it's just so hot. Um. And then my five-star moment, and this sounds like very adulting, um, we got a new couch. And I know that probably sounds weird. We've had our other couch for like 11 years since we have been together. Um, that and is you know, a kids, long-ass time to have a couch. Commitment. Rooms to go. Yeah. This is not sponsored, but like feel free <laughs> to sponsor us Rooms to Go. Um, we always get our couches from Rooms to Go. I just think the quality is really, really good. And obviously, I mean, our couch like looked rough. But I mean, you know, we've had two kids we've moved four times since we got it like it's been through some things 
Um, it's yeah, there's just like something about, I feel like getting a new couch is kind of like getting new sheets on your bed where you're like, I just want to like lay here. Um, or like getting into your bed with like fresh, clean, crisp sheets where yeah. you're like, you like audibly make a noise. You're like, oh, like just. <laughs> Thank I you love for acting sheets. that up. Yeah. This is 39, by yeah. the way. Clean <laughs> sheets and a new couch. And a new couch. Um, but yeah, we got a new couch. It was very exciting. Pretty pumped. That is exciting. Well, let my kids near it, but love it. Yeah, they can't come in. I'm like, you have to anymore. sit over there in yeah. the corner. <laughs> yeah, and look at you it. You can't sit on the couch. No. You can look at it, but you can't touch it. Our couch has marker on the side of it. So we're um, ours had people. a massive rip in it, and both of my kids have vomited on it within the last month. So mm-hmm. we were like, really due for a new couch. Yeah. <laughs> After the sickness. Nice. Okay, Hannah, do you want to go next? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you start with one star usually? It's your – we or- we. It's do okay. all all kinds of ways. <laughs> my uh, my one star of the week last night. My three year old has he's was sleeping through the night like so early that I got like braggy about it, and I feel like my karma is now that he's now not sleeping through the night at all. Sad. And last night was just, I feel that though. Oh, it was so like he woke up at like one in the morning, just like ready to start his day. Oh, Charlotte's done that. And I'm like, it, you need to go back. She asked mm-hmm. me for a tissue in the middle of the night last night. She woke up three times asking for tissues. I'm like, Mother, could I please? <laughs> like, my kids will do this. And we're like, the tissues are next to your bed. Like, Liam will call us and he's like, can you throw this in the trash? It's next to his bed. I'm like, you lazy little shit. Throw it in the trash yourself. You <laughs> raging bitch. <laughs> I am not one to be woken up in the middle of the night and like no, I don't I have like good responses to it. I am like not a nice parent in the middle of the night. No, I'm like, dying my, in there. My husband takes like ninety nine percent of the mm-hmm. midnight calls. Same. <laughs> I'm yeah. like I'm on shift. That's how you know you married a good one. Yeah. When they like not even they know to just like not even yeah. fuck with you in the middle of the night. Because like, I I'm gonna. I saw this TikTok a while ago. This is a tangent, but I'm taking it. And it was this whole study about how women need more sleep than men biologically. And I was just like, I sent it to him. And I was like, thank you for your service. It's science. (laughs) We have had that conversation before. And and Brian doesn't uh, get a lot of, like, he stays up much later than I do. And then Andrew does too. Gets up with it. Like, he gets up with them in the morning much earlier than I do. And so I, but I'm like, get up at five 30 every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I'm like, this is real. This is real life. I need more sleep than you. Yeah. We usually go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time because his, his work starts at seven 30. So like we're all kind of up, but mm-hmm. um, no, he takes all the night calls. So I'm like, who does the school call? Like, when they need to be picked up from school. Can we talk about that for a second? Why don't schools ever call dads? Why is it always the mom? I mean, for our case, it's because, like, they look – I don't know how it is in, like, the States, but here you put your preference – so it would be like I don't know if we so much put our preferences. I guess like I'm probably the one filling out the school forms, and I probably just put, put myself in first. Yeah. For us, it's like you provide your work hours. Oh and no, our schools don't care. No, 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 we don't care about that. <laughs> like, we don't give a shit when you work. For us, it's like I just write in like self-employed, so it's basically being like, yeah. you know, they're uh, gonna call me yeah. versus calling him at work. Um, but so I'm like, yeah, I'm on call during the day. You're on call at night. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I like, like that. I was like, 
going to be super wife last night. And I was like, I got this one. Don't even worry about it. Like you, you rest. And I went and I was like, I'm going to put him back down. It's like, you know, it's only 1am, whatever. I only just went to bed. And he was just like, go snack, go for a walk. You want to take the dog out? I was like, simmer down. Go to sleep, kid. <laughs> like, and he just like, was like rolling back and forth in his bed and like nearly pushing me off. And I was like, I was like half asleep. And I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> where am I? Um, and so like just today, I feel like I've been so frazzled. I mean, I'm frazzled in general as a general vibe um, in my everyday. But like today I'm like frazzled on no sleep and our childcare ends this week. So I have a million and one things to do. And so I'm just like, okay, I am running out my door. I look down and I have two different shoes on. Oh my gosh, I saw that on your Instagram stories and I died. I was just like, okay, this is a new low. This and is- they weren't even like similar shoes. No. And one of, yeah. them was my one of them was my husband's. They I love that you stopped and were like, hold on, I'm going to document it though. Yeah. No, I was like, no one's going to believe For me. the fans. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the fans. Yeah. For the fans. Uh, yeah. um, you could sell no, those pictures. No, sorry. That's what, when Liam asked me, when Liam will, like, pose for a picture. Not for free. Yeah. <laughs> when Liam poses for a picture, he'll ask me to post it on Facebook for his fans. That's the cutest oh, thing I've ever cute. heard. Yeah. My you did it. blur it. That's hilarious. Did you blur it? <laughs> I was like, nobody's getting these for free. No, you have you to subscribe. Plan. Subscriptions. Yeah. Listen, I can't go back. Charge five dollars a month and be like, if you pay, I'll give you feet pics. <laughs> In two different Other shoes. authors have Patreons for their writing. Mine's just feet pics. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry. I almost bet you'd make more money. <laughs> Quite possibly. People. My friend. And I, I won't name names. Yeah. I won't name names, but she'll know. No. <laughs> she'll know when she listens to this. My friend. No, she was drunk the other night and she texted me a feet pic and she was like, we should sell I feel like I know who this is. She was like, we should should sell our feet. And and I was like, we should sell our feet. (laughs) I was like, like the pictures or like you want to cut the pictures. Feet pictures. I was like, you're not wrong. And I was like, you know, there, uh, she was like, we There's can go to Mexico. And, she, and then she was like, maybe I should take one without the, like, child's animal barn in the background. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like the little Fisher Price one. I feel like my best friend and I have had so many conversations about, like, there's always OnlyFans, you know, like it's like yeah. it's oh, like yeah. a it's like yeah. a a catchphrase at this point, like a mantra. Yeah. It's like, well, there's always that. Yeah, um, I love the like books that include. What did I? I feel like I read something that included. I've I've read a couple of things where they've been like on OnlyFans or whatever, but they call them something. It's called something different. It's like a little. It's like when they don't say Tinder, they say like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> as like I love when they store. make up a dating app because it's always like a really weird name. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh. What do you mean by this? Okay. Wait. Did I do my five star? I didn't do no. mine either. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I feel like we, we got way off. We haven't finished that. Like, What's happening? Okay. Okay. Hannah, five star. All right. My five star of the week. Well, I feel like this is such a lame answer, but like, I'm in the middle of reading Fourth Wing, and I was like, <laughs> right podcast for that. Drink. I know. And I was. We don't. Like, we don't drink for fantasy, Neely. Only for fanfic. We might have to for Fourth Wing because I feel like it's. No matter what the conversation is, it just like goes back there. Um, but like I was, I was getting through my writing case. I'm getting FOMO about it. I might read it just because I don't know what the fuck everyone's no, talking about. I have the worst FOMO 
for everything. Like FOMO runs my life. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. But I was going, I was going on vacation last week and I was like, Hey, wait, no, because I'm not going to buy it. This is the perfect vacation book. I'm going to buy a physical copy because I want to make sure I get one because they're selling out everywhere. And I'm going to send send me one, please. I couldn't even get the physical. Listen, because this is also kind of my one star. I'm just a complainer. Um, But like I took this book on vacation. I was so good. I hadn't read it. I was like, look at me, self-control, queen of self-control. I dropped it in the lake day one. Was it a first, was it sprayed edges? Yeah. Thank you. Just a moment of silence would be appreciated. I don't even, I don't know what's happening, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like. It was the saddest. <laughs> and so I was on I would have cried. Oh, I did. Okay, oh, good. I cried. Um, and then we got home and I was like, couldn't find it anywhere. Anywhere. No. It's sold out everywhere. It's not even, it won't even let me buy it on Amazon. So I was like, no. you know what? I'm just going to buy the ebook. So that's what I did today. I bought the ebook. I started reading it. I already can tell I'm going to be, it's going to be my whole personality for a little bit. Um, so that's my five. It's Rachel's too. So it's fine. I can't wait to talk to you about it. I can't wait. So I can't excited. wait. That's so good. That's a five star. That's a, that is a one star, five star. Like, yeah. Can I change my one star to be Amazon's new layout of searching? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, can I change my one star to everybody talking about four things? <laughs> that's going to be my one star when we record tomorrow. My one star is going to be everyone talking about four things. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just Nobody. having on the podcast. It's fine. Yeah. She had to listen to me talk about, she had to listen to me talk about a standalone series for like the five straight weeks that I was reading it. Uh, so uh, at least, at least. So. I mean, it's, it's honestly like several. I the thing is, Neely, I'm not even bringing it up. Other no, people are. You're not. It's just, that was me. but like that even, was but even in our, um, in our Instagram, if I'm like, what's up on everyone's TBR? Like what's, cause I do a lot of the question boxes. It's like, Fourth week. Fourth. I'm like, God, like, this is a smut podcast. Okay. It is a smut book, Neely. I have I, I have know. not gotten to smut yet, but I checked with people that there was it, it'll be a minute before you get I, there, but I just there, it's there. It's, I will say though. I'm excited. <laughs> I feel like people in our in our like Instagram are either reading like like me and they're reading straight up it's all romance smut, or they're like, I'm gonna go read some what did she call it? Romanticy. Romanticy. Yeah. Okay. It like, is a sub-genre of smut. Okay. It's not Neely's preferred sub-genre. No. But... I don't do I don't, I'm not really into the fantasy, but um, I can appreciate everyone's obsessions because I have obsessions yeah. about things too. So I'm just here to support it. It's really good. I'm going to have to. I'm just to... glad people are reading. I don't even care what people are reading. I'm just glad people. <laughs> that gives us, oh, we're just glad you're here vibes. Um, <laughs> so... We're just glad you're here. I'm happy to have you. My I'm best time. happy to be here. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am going to reread it though. I've already got plans for this because. <laughs> Because I read books out loud to my husband, and he so he wanted me to read this one, and I was like, I cannot read this for the first time with you because you are ADHD, and it'll take us weeks to get through. And so I read it in like two days, and then we'll go back and read. It's like it. what I imagine reading Harry Potter with Liam is going to be like. Yeah, I can only read like one or that's two chapters. Like, tonight, yes, and it's, it's me. Take us seven years. To get it's me reading a book to my child. My man child. Well, I mean, it's Ryan the only way he'll read. 
they have a lot oh, of similarities. Okay. So, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Okay, Rachel, what are your my one turn. five stars? Okay, so my one star kind of goes along with Neely's one star about the weather is that today the weather was so bad. I had to put, I have two ponytail holders in my hair right now, first of all, to just hold it together. And this, oh, I had to do Charlotte's in two buns because this, I was like, I, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know. And this was my other option because if you saw my Instagram stories earlier, I had some hardcore Duggar hair going on. Like the big this is a dugger podcast who i have you guys seen the documentary oh. neely wants me to watch i haven't watched it yet i watched it you have to watch it came it. out a day early and i literally stayed up so late watching it i, I was like too. this is the most bat shit okay i'm a off little the podcast bit. we need to have a conversation we'll talk about i need it. to talk to someone about it I'm this going is to a dugger podcast now a lot about it <laughs> i am a little bit concerned okay so i was uh like raised not raised like I was heavily involved in like the Southern Baptist Church and IBLP in my youth. No, not that. But it's like I am also a little bit concerned because like there's just some craziness. In okay, so was I. Okay, okay. I'm a pastor's kid. Okay, so was it weird Um, to watch it? Oh yeah, it was extremely traumatizing, but like so fun. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Great. I I'll be traumatized best, as long as it's fun. No, no, The no, best no, part yeah. of watching like, it is just the parts of the family like, that has rebelled. It's bad. the family that has rebelled that is like straight up, like just roasting these people. Like cousin Amy, who's just like, you people. Yeah. It was gratifying in that way. Like yeah. it felt, it felt validated. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am team Jill Duggar. So I was just glad for her to air her grievances okay well i'm excited i'll watch it i don't watch a lot of tv and my kids are home with me right now all summer and so i, mean, I wouldn't say it's kid appropriate no but. you know I, I i wasn't gonna watch it with them um but thanks for that that qualifier Just, for anyone listening maybe it's like a 14 and up show okay okay yeah i might put on like uh like Moana <laughs> yeah. in the other room and watch it. We'll see. Or maybe it'll be like an after. Uh, when I wanted to watch the Bama Rush documentary, I gave Charlotte her tablet and I watched yeah. the Bama Rush. Yeah. Like, here you go. Yeah. Which was terrible. Everyone can skip that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sad. I'll stick to right. Bama Rush TikTok instead. It's my favorite time of year. I'm also oh, scared to watch that because like not wait, but it's gonna mess up my whole TikTok and I'm not gonna get spicy reads anymore. I'm only gonna get outfits of the day from people who have more money than I do. Apparently I just like to involve myself old. in things that like people later come out and are like, This was really traumatizing. Let's make a documentary about it because like I was also in a sorority, like a southern. Wait, sorority. what sorority were you in? I will tell you off the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Will you text me? I'm actually really curious. I will text I can't you. Wait. Um, okay. And so I like, I'm like, I don't know if I can. Like, Mostly because I'm curious if we're the same one. Okay. I, it, it's real. Li- okay. So you, so you know, it's, it's oh, I know. you know, it's real. I That's, will have nightmares about real. chance forever. <sighs> I'm texting um, you. Right but now. we didn't do those kind of like hardcore dance moves that they do on the lawns of the sorority house. No, no, no. Different. We were different. Okay. It's fine. We still love each other. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We're not like other girls except we're exactly like fucking other girls. So um, I hate that. I hate. What was your five star though? 
Okay. Um, my five star, I, again, I'm scrounging for five stars. Not that this is a scrounge, but I did finally get out of the house today. So we, Lainey had her surgery last week on her tonsils and we've just been kind of like hunkering down and we went to lunch with my best friends today and, um, it was just nice to get out and we were there like an hour. I mean, it was really short and sweet. And then Lainey was like, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. Um, but it was nice to get out of the house. So that was my five star moment. And the, um, so the next thing we like to do is is talk about a book that we've read. Um, I'm still reading the same book I was reading yesterday. So I'm just going to like keep going on that. I'm reading Reckless by Elsie Silver as oh, is. So good. People who are not reading Fourth Wing are reading Reckless right now. Um, <laughs> so says our DMs. That's and um, have you read any of Elsie Silver's books? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. All of them. Have you read Reckless? Yeah, she's the best. Elsie is so Okay, okay. I'm almost, tell her to, if you know her, we would like to get her on the podcast, but. (laughs) You can use your connection. Um, If you could like help us. (laughs) Um, I'm almost done with Reckless. I think it's my favorite one. Um, People are, okay, I haven't read the series yet. I know, I know, I'm going to. It's so good. But I, the people on social media right now, and this is going to air in a month, and like, I'm, I am sure. People are going to be. Everyone will have read it. But I am sure that it is still going to be. People are still going to be talking about this. It's so good. Everybody well, on Instagram. I think Instagram they is talking want about to it. read it because the main character is someone that I like wasn't excited to read about at all because like she's painted in the first book is like very very unlikable mm-hmm. um, and just like very much painted in a bad light. So I like really wasn't looking forward to it, and I love it. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, I'm maybe real sad when it's over, I but I have. I have a lot of arcs waiting for me. So I'm like, I'm sad, but I feel like I'll have something to like pick up the pieces. Yeah. Of my I recently read, and we just talked about it on the podcast last night, but I just, well, okay. So I finished out on a limb. We're going to talk a lot about that, but oh, yeah. I finished, yeah. <laughs> what? I finished rewrite our story and, uh, by Kat Singleton. We're going to have her on the podcast soon too. And we just next week. So we're recording this. It's going to air later. Cause we wanted to kind of time it with Hannah. We will book have release. Will, oh wait, maybe not. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You'll have heard the book club episode. Yeah, you'll have heard you'll have heard the book club episode by then. So uh, (laughs) this will kind of be like a throwback. You'll be like, oh, we already heard Rachel talk in depth about this book, but I loved it. It was really good. It was a second chance, um, kind of my first small town that I've done in a while. Definitely my first like cowboy. I wouldn't call it really cowboy. I don't know. It's like yeah, I guess they're on a ranch. I don't know. I, I just know. I just read a cowboy ra- romance that came out this morning. Which one? Done and Dusted. <gasps> we want to read that. I, I we literally were talking about last I night because have her on. She's like the nicest person. I've, like, is the book good? Because okay, so Rachel so sent it to me. So Rachel sent me the book, and then later that day, my other friend sent me it to me, and she's like, "I'm intrigued." I'm like, "It's already it's on my so couple. good." Like, <laughs> like I'm already I excited. Feel like that might be the next one I read. I feel like because I don't want to get out of my cowboy era. If you're into Elsie Silver, then you'll love it for sure. Like, I just have all there. As we're as we're di- diving into Rachel's trauma today, I like living in Texas. I am like, can I? I don't want to. I would never like a cowboy in real life, and so I'm like, I don't want to read about you it. You know what? Though I actually messaged her when I was reading it because, like, I I don't really like. I don't go out of my way to read cowboy romances. I've read Elsie's books and a few others, but like, I said, to, I've like, only read Elsie's. I so said, like, to I don't. Lila specifically while I was reading it, I was like. 
I feel like this is maybe the first cowboy romance where I'm like, he votes liberal. Like, I know it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes you're like, that sounds great for us because that's yeah. just like our vibe. Like, if anyone's listening I to this like, and didn't oh, already know that like from following our Instagram, modern, like the dynamics were like, it was, it's so good. Yes. It's, and I think that's kind of my concern. Like, obviously, we live in like Bible Belt. We live Texas. in Texas, but that's not really how we. That's not the vibe. No. Yeah. Dallas is super liberal, vibe. so we're not. <laughs> Neely says that as Dallas if it's vibe. mine. <laughs> it's yeah, not my vibe speak either. For her. <laughs> Rachel's a, Rachel's a conservative. No, um, I I was very raised much extremely no. liberal. Where were I you was did? raised in a very, very liberal house. My in-laws, because they're definitely not listening to this podcast, are not. And I whisper that like – Yeah, you're like, they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> they're not Louis listening. Mouth um, <laughs> but like Liam will straight up, like during 2020, Liam would go up to people and he'd be like, what do you think of Donald Trump? And like before they could say anything, they'd be like, he's stupid. And I'm like <laughs> – you're like, that's you're like, my okay. Yeah, okay. And well, so, Liam called him Donald Duck for a while. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, just trying to, like, keep... Same. Okay, I we did talk... Okay, wait, no, no, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. We're not doing it. Um, But rewrite our story, cowboy romances. I've got trauma around it. I'm reading them anyway. Done and Dusted is next. Hannah, you're what have you read? You're going to really love Elsie's books. Though. I know, I know. I'm really you excited about that. I, I know I will. I know. Hannah, what's your recent read? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm like I said, She's I'm like done and dusted. Yeah, <laughs> I I read done and dusted, and then I started fourth wing. So those really are just so. Is done and dusted like pretty spicy? Yes. Mm. Okay, I just need to preface all books by like, if I it's feel not like spicy. I just it's don't not going to be the spiciest book you've ever read. But by <laughs> I hope not. But like, I just I read one that was, and I was like uncomfortable. By it. I was <laughs> like, this might be too spicy. To me, I, I love a good balance with my contemporary romance. Like, if it's dark romance, I really want it to just be pretty much smut. But yeah. if it's contemporary, I I like a good, like, slow burn or plot build or whatever. And I think How was, slow of a burn? Because I, like, not can't do slow too burn. slow of a burn. It, I, it was not a slow burn. Um, okay. Because, like, I don't like it to be more than, like, a 35% slow burn. If it goes beyond that, I get out on a limb. Uh, <laughs> Because they are hooking up in chapter three. Um, oh no, no, I've I've read it. I'm... Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like, didn't assume. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I was reading a book that Rachel suggested, and I was texting her, and I was like, "I'm sixty six percent into the book, and they haven't boned yet." I mean, I can I give you some book. other recommendations, but I love when I'm like can we do anything? Like I would, I would settle for holding hands at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, can we get a hand flex or something? Yeah. Like yeah. a little pride and prejudice. Yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah. Moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where they just like touch or like Bridgerton when they're like, like in a the nostril gallery. flare. Yeah. Or in Bridgerton when he just licks a spoon. <gasps> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I need to rewatch Bridgerton. We all just collectively stared <laughs> off in the space. <laughs> we're all like, we were just like imagining it. Season one of, yeah. Well, when I watched season one of Bridgerton, like Andrew walked in at one point, he's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I didn't know what this was about." (laughs) There was one episode that was just—it was a Brian. Brian watched it with me. Hold on, real quick before we turn into a Netflix podcast. Did either of y'all watch Sex Life on Netflix? Because talk about a show where I was like, I did not know what was coming, but I was like, "It's called Sex Life, Neely." (laughs) Still. 
she's unapologetic. She's like, still, I still didn't know. It's still TV. I wasn't turning into like 11 p.m. Cinemax. Streaming. No, they can show anything on there. We should after after HBO started doing their thing. I feel like all bets were off. Yeah. Into the interview we go. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Hannah, do you want to tell us just kind of like a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got into writing, how you got here from yeah. birth to this podcast? Let's go. Cool. Well, go. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I started writing when I was a kid. Like I've kind of always been a writer, you know, mm-hmm. in my head uh, as maybe as pretentious or silly as that sounds. But like, I just felt like I had a lot of big emotions and the best way to like process was for me to write them down. And so sometimes it would be like very dramatic song lyrics when I was like a teenager and you know and like poems and eventually started kind of channeling that into books and those were just for me a lot of short stories a lot of like stuff like that and then um I think like a lot of people in 2020 I got real into romance because I just wanted stuff with like hopeful happy endings you're like I need to not think about what the world is like right now let's go read some romance. <laughs> so like all of my favorite books were like growing up were like Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte. Mm-hmm. Like I love stories about love. So it's not that I'm new to romance. It was just contemporary romance that I hadn't really been reading mm-hmm. as much. And then I read Abby Jimenez's books. And then I read um, Helen Huang's books. And then I read Nellie mm-hmm. Hibbert's books. And I was just like, oh, I am. I need a thousand of these. I consumed as many as I could. And then I was like, okay, like, let's see if I could write one, wrote one that was not good. And then I was like, hey, let's see if I could write a different one. Let's try and then, again. Um, and I showed that to a few of my friends and my husband, and they were like, you should do something with this. So I did. And that became my first book, which came out in 2022 in June, and that's Next of Kin. Um, and then I wrote a follow-up book, kind of an interconnected standalone, which is Next to You. And then I came up with a Christmas novella. So I did three books in seven months. Which is uh, insane. Yeah. Like, that's so impressive. <laughs> and then um, my next book is Out on a Limb. That comes out July 11th. And that will be my fourth book in just over a year since I started my That's podcast. so amazing. Like, I didn't I just, like, realize that. Say for a second how impressive that is. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like there's other words that I would use. <laughs> crazy (laughs) yeah being one because like next of kin literally came out like june 1st 2022 i was like i had i didn't realize it was that like yeah short of a timeline our one year oh my god and i mean i i didn't have instagram i didn't have book talk like i wasn't really a part of the community I was kind of like hey guys <laughs> my hundred followers that's like mostly yeah. my people <laughs> I know in their life um and basically what happened with next of kin is I really didn't think anyone was going to read it so I made the dedication a little silly throwaway thing to one of my favorite shows Gilmore Girls I love it um so love Gilmore Girls the dedication of next of kin is to everyone who thinks that Jess was Rory's best boyfriend the rest of you are wrong so and true. A very lovely TikTok. I'm sure you guys maybe probably know Larissa, Larry Reads. Um, she made a video about the dedication and it went viral. And basically ever since then, I've um, just been surprised. Jess is, the, Jess is the best <laughs> boyfriend. 
So what you're saying to any author listening is make a weird dedication. Who's your niche? <laughs> but I also so feel funny. like I feel like though with with kind of like the combination of things like Book Talk or Gilmore Girls or Taylor Swift or just like any of the things of what I think like millennials are into. I mean, I was a huge Gilmore Girls fan. Still huge. am a huge Gilmore yeah. Girls fan. Um, uh, I pretend the like year in the life didn't happen. Yeah. But um, I'm original recipe Gilmore Girls fan. (laughs) And, um, but I think that, like, I feel like it it all kind of like goes together. If that, if I'm like making any sense, just no, no, no. I know. Yeah. I feel like for me, I feel like I wish I could say like, Oh, I did it on purpose. (laughs) I like, I feel like it was a happy accident. it It was totally like, I just thought, because kind of the inspiration for Warren in that book, Next of Kin, was Jess. Mm. So, like, I was kind of just thinking, of, and I love that show. I, it's my comfort rewatch show. So I just was like... Every oh, fall, right? You do it every fall, like, yes. as one does. <laughs> yeah. as, as one does. Um, but, like, hold on. But do you... Okay, so I saw something today. And, Hannah, I don't know how old you are. But I saw something today, and I was like, some, like, Jess girls are also, like, Ryan Atwood girls are also Pacey Witter girls. Chuck Bass girls and I was like yeah like, I mm-hmm. I was with you until Chuck Bass oh I uh we gotta go <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> um no I here's the thing I okay so did either of y'all ever watch the show Felicity no is that mm, okay uh Felicity <laughs> came on after Dawson's Creek um it's the same I mean it's like any of those WB shows yeah late 90s early 2000s but like there was like the you know like the Dawson and the Pacey kind of like the good guy and the like the Dean and the Jeff like the those kind of like two very personalities and um one of the guys was Noel and one was Ben and I always like to say like I always dated Ben's but I definitely married a Noel like I always dated like which one's the good guy yeah I was like which one (laughs) but my point is is like I think like the girls who like are really into those kind of guys, it's like that's not who you end up who you marry. Yeah. Although I kind of that's why like I honestly like Logan is the worst. I said what I said. Um, I could we could literally do a whole podcast about because I the most interesting thing since publishing not really that's a lie but one of the <laughs> interesting like the most interesting I, mean, <laughs> I really blanket statement. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, it's the dedication has gotten a lot of traction and a lot of conversations going. And the the messages that I get about Logan, first of all, not a single person in defense of Dean, which is so funny to me. Because Dean, that, we pretend Dean, Dean's, like he's not even on that so plane. Okay, like it's a white like, cloth. You would think that there would be one, right, in no. a whole year. Not even a single comment. Not Justice even- for Marty, guys. Justice for Marty. No. Um, but like. But the Logan defenders always, and I mean, Logan is straight up a Rory, sociopath. Rory was not. Rory's a- also terrible. <laughs> She's kind of the worst. There's a lot of problems. And show. listen, I, like there, there have been times in my life where I, I worry about Emily Gilmore was the guys, best part of that show. But I said what I said. There are some times in my life where I've, I've been on Team Logan, like. It, oh no there happened. are points in the series i'm very much team logan and as much as i like to think yeah. that the year in the life didn't happen the year in the life like cemented my hatred of both rory and logan yeah <laughs> i know i'm like both of you just suck like you suck yeah it was such a weird choice 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, anyway, sorry. I feel like I took us on a weird spin there. But uh, no, so like I because the one year anniversary just passed of Next Your Kin coming out. And I was like, OK, so we're on book four. Like that's. Yeah, that's a lot. I think I'm going to take, you know, a hot minute now. Take a break. Deserved. Yeah. Uh, take the summer with my kids. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens without on a limb for sure. I mean, it's just been a wild year and I'm very, yeah. very grateful. And Okay, so other than Gilmore Girls, uh, mm-hmm. what are some places that you find inspiration for your stories? And I ask this because I feel like they're so different. So I've read mm-hmm. Next of Kin, Next to You. And now out of the on a limb, I'm I'm gonna read your novella, your holiday one. What's it called? Straight, straight. Set the record straight. Set the record straight. But I feel like I can't read that in June. I don't know. I have a yeah. I'm gonna say that I like to have a holiday read, like a holiday list. I kind of always just assume that like I'll I'll talk about it in December. You know, it'll spike. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I've read I've read those three. Haven't read the holiday one, but uh, I feel like they're so different than what you traditionally see in the romance world I was trying to explain it to my husband today and I was like you know she takes these like really hard topics and he was like oh you don't like sad things I was like yes I don't like sad things I go but I I cry but I'm not sad at the end of it you know like I I don't walk away feeling just really sad I walk away feeling very happy and like love lovely in my heart like you've been given a warm hug exactly and so I think it's I I don't know I feel like I feel like you don't see a lot of you you see some of this you see romance authors tackle hard topics but you do it so well and so first of all just thank you for that second what what kind of inspired you to take that path Mm -hmm. I think I mean like the authors I listed earlier like the first authors that really kind of got me into contemporary romance like I like Abby Jimenez and Helen Wong and Talia Hibbert and these authors that kind of like try to juggle that I think like Mm -hmm. the bit more of the reality side of things um definitely get a lot of inspiration from them and their writing but I think like for me something that I felt reading a lot of romance was like my friends and I weren't included in the narrative like it's always so fun to read a romance that's like super smutty or super fun or like lighthearted, and you like feel great but then you read too many of those and you start feeling like an alien you start mm-hmm. feeling like well, yeah and I think we talk a lot on the podcast just about visibility and how important it is um to be able just anybody be able to like find a book where you see yourself or you see something hard you've been through and so I feel like people can relate a lot to that like people need to be able to see themselves in mm-hmm. books and yeah. it can't always just be like the typical um like most beautiful girl and most like ripped guy and like mm-hmm. I love to read it but like it's also just not life and those um, books have but, such an important role too like I yes. never want yes to, yes I never want to sound no like but like but being able to have any kind of diversity you know it's like Rachel yeah. and I talk about how we love to see you know women of all like shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and colors and and walks of life you know I love to read a book about a woman who is the breadwinner like I I want to see all sorts of different things represented and I think for the most part everybody does and so I think Rachel and I both like really appreciate that aspect of your books just that 
you're you're showing so much representation well I mean thank you that that's really like means a lot to me for sure because I think like I didn't really go into it with the idea of like I'm gonna write inclusive books because there's a gap because there's not a gap you just have to look for them right like there's a lot of authors doing it and you know probably a lot better than I'm doing it but like I think for me I wanted to write books where I just I felt like they were approachable Mm -hmm. like they're not these people that are on some pedestal or these people that are on some unachievable like these are people you know these are people that could be your next door neighbor these are people that could be you um and I just felt I feel like that's comforting in its Mm -hmm. own way and like you said like my books aren't very sad like I think that there's moments of grief and hardship obviously you're going on a growth journey, there's going to be hard moments. But I feel like this, a lot of the time with inclusive or diverse romance, there's also like a lot of like, trauma to it. And I think maybe what I've done a little bit differently is that I'm leaning into those things. But like, it's not what the book's about, like, Mm -hmm. out on a limb, for example, is about two disabled and like they're both disabled they both have a limb difference the same one of them the same as me the other is an amputee and uh, it really just came from because I was looking for a recommendation for a woman with a hand like mine or a limb difference kind of similar to mine or something that I could read and all of the recommendations were these like stories about people who were in this massive tragedy or it was a veteran or it was, you know, all of these. You just want to read like a normal story about normal people that just like have this thing. I just wanted wanted something that just felt like that's not like you higher person. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. I feel this, I used to be a librarian and one of the things that like was my favorite thing to do, I was a children's book librarian, so I didn't get to do like the fun smut stuff, but one of my favorite things to do. She was a different kind of librarian. Um, I wanted books that had little black girls in them that were about little black girls living life. Yeah. Or about like, I had a really, like I was in a, area that had a really high Hispanic population. I, I didn't want a book about tragedy. a tragedy. I didn't want them to only see themselves in tragedy. I wanted them to see themselves in normal kid life. And I feel like you do that kind of on the adult side of things, you know? That's, that's, that's exactly what I would hope someone would feel about my books. So for sure. yeah. one of my friends has um, like a bookstagram but it's kids books and it's like diversity, inclusion, visibility. It's like all like different holidays, different religions, um, different abilities, like that kind of bookstagram. And um, it's grown really fast. And I kind of think like most for the same reason, like at like you were saying, Rachel, it's like as parents, like I know for me, like I have a neurodiverse child. Like I want to find books that speak to him we got him this amazing children's book called the noise inside of boys and it's just about like emotions and we have that one. and like it's mm-hmm. so good and like mm-hmm. I just think it's really important for everyone regard like it's important for us to have books that we can read with Liam that like he can relate to and like he will choose that book all the time because he like very much like you can see when we were reading it to him that it like clicked for him and he was like oh like this is how I feel. Yeah. And that uh, just, it just normalizes it. Right. And yes. Then, like, and it just makes like, 
like I said, like there's a place for all romance and like fun romance, whatever, smutty romance, like perfect. Dark romance, love it all the time. But like sometimes you just want to read something that you're like, okay, I'm not that weird. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm not alone. It's that it's that loneliness in all of us, right? That like yeah. just wants someone to say, oh, And this no. is going to sound really weird, but like uh, I think there's like you – I kind of look at the differences in like my kids and like Neely and I have talked about this before too, but like I look at that and you worry about your kids, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my kids have things going on and all that. And, and so I just want to see story like a, a, I want to see me and, but I also want to see like when my kids get older, I want to know that they can have a love story too, mm-hmm. um, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. And so just the fact that there is this like big, but that's how I feel like when I read a book about like adults and it talks about ADHD or it talks yeah. about different things and I was like okay like I know he's because like I have a lot of things that were definitely not diagnosed properly because like you know growing up in like the 90s you just yeah. didn't talk about different things or like anxiety or depression or different things like that um and I'm glad that we live in a world where all things are so talked about and mm-hmm. there's so much more. Um, so I feel like what's wonderful about your books is that like, yes, like as children get older, like there are these books that not just for, it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But they're, they're growing the into are, like, you I'm see, like, I'm like, I don't know I'm like emotional about the books. Well, and I think like we had a couple, I have a couple of questions about that we wrote about it and we're kind of hitting on all of those, but I think um, like one thing, and we won't do like super spoilies because we want people to read them. We're, we're going to get into it's some It's not spoilies. been out for a year. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, uh, I'm going to talk about Next of Kin and it has been out for a year. So uh, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But I think like Chloe and Warren, I picked up that book and I was like, uh, and we have gone through the foster process and like we're in like about to be certified to foster when we found out we were pregnant with our second, which was like a big I totally forgot about that, by the way. Yeah. Like I so, now am remembering that whole like, thing. Oh, yes, and like, I remember this time in Rachel's life. I totally life. forgot. <laughs> well, and so like I picked up this book and was like, uh, n- nobody's talked about. Like I have not seen that play out. And obviously, my story was vastly different from Chloe's, and like it just didn't look the same. But I was like, this is not something that you read about in a romance book. Well, and for I me, it's that. like. Rachel and I both went through infertility, and mm-hmm. like whenever I see infertility in a book, and it's like I read one book that talked about infertility, but it was talked about in a way where I related so much to the main character and just like all of her internal struggles and things that she went through when she was finding out other people were pregnant. And I'm like, it made me feel less alone. Yeah. Um, because when you're going through something like infertility or really when you're going through anything, you always feel alone, right? Yeah. Like you always feel like surely no one else has ever gone through, it. even though you know there are right. other people out there exactly. and you know that you're not alone your pain feels very much um, isolating Mm -hmm. and reading a book where I felt like, Oh my God, like that's exactly how I feel. And like, Oh my God, like somebody gets it. Like somebody gets this whole thing. And that's just, there's so much to be said for that. And I just, we're going to talk about Matt and Lane in a second. Cause like they need to have their moment and I will get there. But one of the questions that we got from listeners was, uh, "Do will there be more 
in the next series? Will there be more books coming? This is always a question I get too. I know. I know you um, do. I, the answer is I don't know. The answer okay. is um, She's I... She's like, maybe there will, maybe they won't. Yeah. Like, it's not like me trying to be coy. I just don't know. Like, I've mm-hmm. had ideas for different characters. Um, I certainly thought about, like, a few different books from characters in I think especially like Matt having so many siblings and Lane's yeah. sister and like you know but um ultimately I was trying to write a third book in that series and I just wasn't feeling it oh we were so, feeling that though is that a, Sorry, guys. an alarm for something nefarious <laughs> <laughs> I hit my phone and it popped open yes. Instagram <laughs> I was trying to grab my water and it popped open and I like Neely is like I'm really jostled. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, so, sorry. So short answer, I don't know. Uh, long answer, I was halfway through writing a third book in the series. I wasn't really feeling it. I got the idea for Out on a Limb, and that book came out in like a month. Yeah, so it's. Like I feel like we've film. heard, and I've. I've seen like on TikTok or Instagram when authors are talking just like how some books are just like much easier to write, yeah. you know, than other books. Um, do you feel like that wasn't oh, on our list? Absolutely. Do you feel, <laughs> but like I'm bringing it up. Um, but do you oh, feel like without right. on a limb, it just like came out of you, like poured out of you? And I think what I've learned too, like from writing next to you and out on the limb, both of those times, it felt like I had an idea and then the it was like trying to catch up. The book like wrote itself. Mm-hmm. It wrote itself. And I was like, I felt like I was transcribing. Like it didn't yeah. feel like. I love that though. And like so it didn't feel like work. That's the feeling I want to chase from now on. And like, that's mm-hmm. what I want to, the, the flow state that I want to write from. So like, if I got an idea in the next series that did that, then absolutely I would write it. But like. I, I feel, I always wonder with yeah. authors that are writing um, like standalone series or series in general, if like, it's like you write like a first book and then a second book even. And then it's like people are expecting these other books, but maybe you have other ideas or maybe it's just like not coming to you naturally. And I always wonder like how much of a struggle that is just with like managing expectations between maybe what your audience wants, but what is coming naturally for you. Yeah. I feel like that's something I'm still trying to navigate. I think that that's kind of what I did by telling myself it was okay to stop writing that third book and start writing out on a limb. And I think that that's just going to have to be how I am moving forward. Cause but as a consumer of books, as much as I would want like a certain series to go on forever, like I would always rather read something an author is like passionate about writing. Yeah. And like, and I think you can like, tell. and you can tell. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. you can tell when something is just like, bring out of them versus when it was a struggle yeah okay you seem to be a fan of forced proximity which is which like we love yeah i told my friend the other day i was like if i ever write a book without forced proximity check on me like Like, something is wrong something has happened to her that or like sports if i write a sports romance someone come look at me (laughs) it's not me okay so is forced proximity your favorite to write Oh, I think like I genuinely don't think I could write a book without fourth. But yeah. also on that note, <laughs> is it your favorite to read? I mean, I yes. I don't think I'm ever like. I don't think I see fourth. Like one bed again. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. but 
I I love friends. I love friends to lovers, and I feel like that typically just is forced proximity because I feel like there's normally mm-hmm. an event that switches that they're like around each other all the time. Or I love yeah. friends to lovers yeah. so much. Um, so I feel I like prefer it to enemies to lovers. I really do. Well, that's I think like I prefer enemies to lovers in my romanticy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that makes sense though because like from yeah. what I understand about the romance. <laughs> Um, which is very little, but, um, I feel like that makes sense. Whereas like in a contemporary romance world, it's like, like what's better than I get there. We want to know about your story with your husband because what's better than two friends. So like, I feel like. Banging. (laughs) That took a turn. Whoa. (laughs) And I haven't even been drinking tonight, guys. (laughs) This is just me stone cold sober. I feel like the thing is like, I'm such a, like a a low angst person in the books that I read and the books I write because I just have Mm -hmm. so much anxiety. Like I don't need anymore. And so like, I think that a lot of the She's time, like, I don't want to put it out there. Okay, but yeah. you you say in you are a low angst person in the books that you write. Is this a feeling yeah, that you I, have about yourself? I think that they are. Rachel, ma'am. Um, but I I mean, out on a limb, definitely, I think it's pretty low angst. You don't I mean okay, we can get to that. But we'll get I, to that. Rachel's like, I you're right. I mean, I guess, okay, we'll get to it. I mean, I guess this is, it depends on what your definition of angst is, but yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Um, but I feel like friends to lovers for me, like, it's usually they're being kind to each other. I just want oh, to Oh, maybe we're reading different friends. Maybe I'm thinking more of the friends to strangers to lovers, where like a lot's happened in between the mm. friends and the lovers. The second yeah. chance stresses me out most of the time. <sighs> Same. Really? Oh, yeah. So much. I really, I really am like. I just need everyone to be kind. There's just too Rachel, much I feel time. like we might have to do an updated Tropes We Love and Tropes We Hate episode. Because I, I feel like mine are cha- have ch- Like, since we recorded that three months ago, I yeah. feel like mine have, like, flip-flopped. See, I don't yeah. have any tropes that I avoid. Like, I don't have anything I'm not Oh, I do. <laughs> I, but I know a lot of people do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, because someone asked me a few weeks ago, like, what's your least favorite trope to read, not write? Because, obviously, I... You're like where they hate each other and don't get together. That would be my least favorite romance. I couldn't handle that. Yeah. Where it doesn't end happy. I think Second Chance kind of toes that line. (gasps) Yeah. Because it's for me. For me, it's big age. Something happens. Like something, you know, there's a reason they broke up or there's a reason that someone hurt someone's feelings or whatever. But, But most of the time. I'll read just about anything recommended to me. Usually it's the timeline and a second chance for me that just bothers the shit out of me. I'm like, you have, you, it's 10 years later. It's been 14 years. Yeah. Like, what took you so long? Get your life together. Get it together. For me, I, I like dual timelines and I feel like you get that with second chance. Anyway, back to the interview. Okay. Okay, So Um, I'm slightly obsessed. I, I see a lot of myself in Lane. I just, fell in love with her. I loved her. Um, so I love Lane and Matt's story. And I bawled like a fucking baby in that. And that was a high angst story, Hannah. So she's like, you <laughs> I'm like the like, oh, okay. So like one of the best lines and you've posted it a couple times on your Instagram, but like when Lane finally realizes that uh, Matt's been flirting with her and he's like, thanks. I, Thanks. It's been a year. Thanks for noticing, or something like that. And I'm just like, I'm dead over them. I Writing love them so that much. Writing that and Lane was so fun. 
because they're two people who like if I don't like miscommunication, but there's it wasn't like miscommunication. I wouldn't say I just felt like they both were just being guarded because they were trying to protect the other person. Yes. And so like the minute that they realized like, oh, you're into me and I'm into you. It was like free for all. I loved it. I Thank you. I really like them. There's really nothing better than when two people realize they're both into each other. I know. Although I, moment. I hate when it takes so long. Like I liked, I like when it's like, I don't know. But I think what, I've read books recently where I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what inspired kind of Matt and Lane's story? So you said you had like Morn had some just vibes, right? So where, where do we get Matt and Lane? Honestly, like, I, is Lane? I'm just putting it together. Did you get Lane from Gilmore Girls? No, no. I mean, I got the name. Like, there's okay. it's Emily. And well, Lane. no, I just meant the friends. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, I sound like such a super fan. Like, I'm like, yeah, I got all the names. I assure you. I assure you. I am also a super fan. Of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> well, and she's Elaine, right? She's Elaine. Yeah, and that's my daughter's name. And like, and you call her Laney. We call I mean, her Lainey. Yeah, we call her Lane sometimes too. So I'm like, hey. yeah, she's she's Elaine. He's Mateus. Um, mm, but, love that name. Um, yeah. So basically, like with Next of Kin, like a lot of thought and time and energy went into plotting that one out, and and then I put it out, and I was like, okay, what do I do next? And I thought, well, in my head, all of these characters have like a full life. Like even if. For some reason, every character I put in any of my books, even if they're mentioned one time, I know everything about them. And I have- I love that. I I feel, but I feel like that's so important because I feel like you can tell when an author does that. When they're developed, yeah. Um, Yes. yes. I have like a doc on my computer that's just pages of information about characters that are never going to have any, you know, but- Um, so in my head, I knew that Lane and Matt ended up together. Like, I was like, she's her best friend. He's his best friend. It, they're around each other all the time. They make a great pair. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, but what would be the the event that would lead to that? And, I, you know, I was thinking about Lane and who Lane is, this anxious kind of chaotic bi queen that mm-hmm. I love and like, mm-hmm. this like pop culture girly. And I knew... Yeah in my head that Matt was kind of the opposite of that. He was this like, you know, gentlemanly grew up off the grid, nine siblings, like everything's chill and laid back. And I thought they'd make great friends. It makes sense for them to be friends to lovers. And then I thought, okay, but what's the event? Like, what's the thing that changes Mm -hmm. that? And I was thinking about, you know, how I know like people in my life have felt when all of their friends around them are kind of paired up and you're reaching your thirties and it feels like, you know, everyone has their person and your best friends are kind of part-time when they used to be full-time because mm-hmm. now they have like a house and they have kids or they have mm-hmm. things they have to do. And I was like, okay, well, like if Elaine and Matt were the only single ones and they were friends and, you know, Lane had this project she needed help on. I already knew that Matt was a mechanic because that's what Warren was. That's how they were friends. They worked together. I thought, let's do a bus renovation. Why not? Like, so as one does, as one does. So Lane has a crisis on her twenty seventh birthday. She's very drunk. She buys a school bus. Um, and honestly, relatable. I also had a crisis on my twenty seventh birthday. Got super drunk and fell out of a cab. 
there. Uh, I think not it's the 27th. Cool it's always the 27th. I mean, there was more to that. I just didn't buy a bus. <laughs> but, and then she calls up Matt. She's like, hey, you have a commercial driving license. Can you drive across the country to pick this bus up with me? So it's like a bit of a road trip. There's a one bed, still nothing. It's like, come on, guys. They get back. They start working on the bus, start renovating it together. She goes on one crappy date and he's like, stop going on crappy dates and just date me. Um, she's like, I won't be doing that, but I will be sleeping with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you for offering. And so thank they kind of, offer. they kind of developed this like friends with benefits that is pretty much from the get go. Matt is making himself perfectly clear that it's not just friends with benefits for him and, uh, for Lane. He is so wholesome. He's the wholesome is the perfect word for him because he's so him. earnest. Like he, he there was no. I love that though. I love no a miscommunication. Like he was saying yeah. everything. Like he said, "This is it for me." Like yeah. if you if you don't want more, that's fine. But like he wasn't. I like, love that in a book though. When a guy is not like not understanding his feelings, like I love a yeah. mature guy who's like one with his thoughts and is very upfront and very open and like saying what he feels he knew and, and he's says. like I will I will be here while you figure this shit out and I'm just mm-hmm. like it was so good and it wasn't it was in so a cool. way where I felt like I was trying really hard to make it where it wasn't like he was being patronizing or like no. being like you have to be with me because I'm being no. patient like he was just like I'm gonna be here and if it yeah. ends up being me that's the ideal scenario yeah <laughs> like um because she had a lot of stuff to work through right yeah. if you've You've mm-hmm. read it. So, yeah. but uh, she worked through it. She got it's there. It's so good. Hi- highly, highly recommend. But we'll keep talking. We'll, t- we'll, we'll move on to your book that's coming out now. Thank you. Um, which is out on a limb. Um, what? So, we've talked a little bit about this. This will be, by the time this airs, Out on a Limb will have been out for yeah. a week. And so that's super exciting. Um, and you talked about how this was easy, kind of just flowed for you. What, mm-hmm. what else? What was it like writing the story other than just, like, it flowing? Was it cathartic in a way? But yeah, that's what um, kind of was. Definitely was cathartic. I think as much as it flowed out, it was also the most difficult writing mm-hmm. experience I've ever had. Um, I think that there's something to be said about keeping art as separate from your real life as possible. Um, and this one is very close to home. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times... I was just feeling super anxious about putting something out that felt so vulnerable. I still am, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, a lot of people have read it now and a lot of people love it and that feels great, but it's still this feeling of like, you know, that too much feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm being too much, I'm saying too much. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, 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 yeah, it's very close to home. Her having the same limb difference that I do and, it being a accidental pregnancy and she's processing what it means to go into motherhood is all things I've experienced. And so like at a lot of the time it was cathartic when I finished it mm-hmm. for sure. It was cathartic reading it back when editing and whatever else, but writing it, I felt a lot of the time I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like mm. it's, it's it going felt, back and digging in those emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like I'm I think I'm glad I did it. Like definitely I'm glad I did it. But writing it, I mean, I had so many breakdowns. <laughs> Let's just be real. Like yeah. I was calling people who were help were beta reading it or alpha reading it, whatever you call it. And I was just like, this is is it good at all? Or is it just my diary? 
Like, is it, is it, is, is anyone going to care? Like, Well, when you started it, did you know that both Bone Wind would have a limb difference? Like, did you go into it? The original idea was literally just their meet cute. And I thought how Mm -hmm. cute fun would that be if it was just, so basically for everyone listening, um, Bo and Wynn meet chapter one at a Halloween party that she is dressed as a pirate. She has a uh, limb difference. Her, her limb difference is her hand. So she has a pirate hook because that's her kind of gag, her bit every year. <laughs> Love it. And Bo is this handsome stranger who's also dressed as a pirate. And these people keep coming up to Wynn and being like, oh, great couple's costume. And she's like, I'm not a couple. So I don't know what you're talking about. And then she spots him and she realized oh, this is the other pirate. People think I'm here with him. They strike up a conversation and they're having this back and forth about whose costume is better than the others. And she's like, in her internal thoughts is thinking, I'm going to win because I have a hook hand. This is going to be hilarious when I reveal this to him. (laughs) She does that. And then he reveals that he also did the costume because he is an amputee and he has a, uh, he decorated his prosthesis to look like a peg leg like a pirate peg leg. Mm -hmm. So that's how they meet. And that's the original idea that I had. I was like, that would be so funny and so cute. So I already knew that about them. It's a great meet cute. I think it really is. It really, really is. I feel like there's not that many memorable meet cutes in books. Um, Like ones that really stick with you, but I definitely feel like that is one. Yeah. It's a fun one. Um, So that's kind of like where the idea came from. So I kind of knew about them already. And I, I don't really start writing until I know a lot about my characters. I, I really like to, like I, I said, know you said that you um, like to, like, you know, everything about them. Do you keep like notes or do you keep yeah. like a note in your phone? Like kind of like, what's your way of like kind of fully forming these characters before you write them? The biggest thing for me is like, I have a master doc of just mm-hmm. character information where it's like, every little thought that pops into my head that I want to make sure I don't lose. So like, it's like, if I have like, oh, they had this childhood experience, I'll jot that down. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm like, oh, this is their favorite color. It's like, it can be as things. As okay. Silly. That makes sense. Like if this would be their favorite song, like this is yeah. like it's things a that little like thing that like, they do. Are as simplistic as like, you know, their Enneagram, their horoscope, their favorite color, their favorite song, all the way to like, what's their worst memory? What's their best memory? Mm. What was the hard, you know, like I like to have them as a fully formed person yeah. as much as possible. Um, I think that's so nice to have as a reader. I really, yeah. I, I just really, that's can, interesting to you know. Can, yeah. It gives you, you can tell, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I would be sad if, you, if you're like, oh, they're really one dimensional. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, you're like, they were like, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, um, not really. Okay, bye. Bueno, bye. Um, and then I make like playlists for them, like playlists I imagine that they would listen to. I make a playlist for the book overall. Um, Pinterest has been a good help for like kind of, I make them a Pinterest board for like for me to refer to for descriptions and stuff. But also I, I make them both one where it's like and things I imagine that they would save, mm. like things that they like, things that they would pin to yeah. their you know um it's just all stuff to make them feel like friends instead of people that are in my head you know so. yeah yeah I love that okay people have feelings you could say about pregnancy in their mm. romance books but mm. obviously that's like the plot <laughs> of yeah. out on a limb <laughs> yeah. and so 
chapter three and immediately they're pregnant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you'll find out very soon. This is not a spoiler. You find out very soon. This is the <laughs> spoiler thing. Spoiler that happens at the very end of the book. No. It's at <laughs> the very end. Yeah. Um, you find this out. I, yeah. I find that people have more of a problem. What I've heard in the past few weeks, if maybe this is people being nice to me, I don't know. I. <laughs> it seems like people are saying they don't like accidental pregnancy when it is like third, third act. Or yes. like halfway through and you're like, where Yes, because I do feel like all of the accidental pregnancy that I've read and enjoyed has been like a one baby. Baby. Like that's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or yeah, it's, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's all been, I'm like trying to think back. I'm like, nope, it's all been a one night stand. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I mean, I personally like all of them. <laughs> Again, I don't really dislike any tropes, but I think that I, the vast majority of people I've spoken with when they find out that it's like oh, it's literally like she's finding out she's pregnant in chapter five. And the book is about that journey. Yeah. Um, and like, and I put, I, I mentioned it in my author's note. I said like, I know pregnancy in romance is not for everyone. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. You are under no obligation to read this or any of my books ever. Yeah. But like this book, it's like the pregnancy is ironically, I'm going to use the word surrogate. It's like a surrogate for like what they need to work through and yeah. growing yes. up and as people in Wynn's case who are disabled and what that looks like and carrying that weight on your shoulders for Mm -hmm. Bo it's you know he's fairly newly disabled and kind of navigating that new trust in himself and that new insecurity and learning to be loved well and be vulnerable and um I think that they were people who were stuck and they needed something like this type of event to get them unstuck yes and it's just like really happy and like so happy. I'm like sitting, really, I'm like I'm like just like, nodding. They just, they're just really kind to each other, and I think like they are. I really wanted to write a book about two disabled people just being really nice and sweet mm-hmm. and happy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, like not mm-hmm. every story needs to be a tragedy to see representation, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a pregnancy book. I know it's not for everyone, but it's it's it's, it's but I don't feel you. like. Like, if you were to ask me to, like, name, but, like, I guess, like, even though I would categorize it as that, like, I don't feel like it's giving that same kind of vibe that people don't enjoy. If that yeah. makes sense? Like, I feel like it when I think of pregnancy it. that I haven't enjoyed, it's yeah. for, like, it's, no, I feel it's like for it's different done reasons. quite well. Yeah. It is done really well. From and I messaged you. Yeah. Obviously. The, the Obviously. only perspective we have on this book. Um, well, I mean, like, I am not a professional writer. So, yeah. like, I am just coming at this from purely enjoyment. Yes. I messaged you like, yesterday. I don't know when this was. But I, okay, first of all, all of the references in this book, I had to, like, keep highlighting them because I was like, mm, there's another reference. Um, and, like, talking about Gilmore Girls earlier, there was, like, a you jump, I jump reference and I was like yeah and I was like "Mm, Gilmore Girls so there was one I have a brand to upkeep now I know (laughs) so there was one and we already talked about this but and this was an accidental reference but I am saying that it is purposeful but okay so Sarah has yes and Neely's gonna check out during this conversation she's gonna have no idea what I'm talking about is it fanfic Mm, no it's not um it is uh so Sarah has the sweatshirt that says Valaris on it. And then Sarah and so, is Finn's best friend, the main yeah. character. Sorry, for people listening, you should just read the book. Um, catch up to me. Um, so she has this sweatshirt that says Valaris on it, which if you haven't read Akatar, is a place 
in that book. It is a setting. And then it also in this book, if you have not read this, if you have not read Akatar, what I'm about to say is going to like not make any sense to you. But then there's the soup. The soup. Bo makes soup for Wynne when she moves in. And it. I was like, well, this is their mate's. They, Spoiler I mean, for I, every book ever. So just there you go. That they are soulmates, but the soup thing was more so just like, what's what does a wholesome man make? Soup. 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 And 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 I tied it back. To, <laughs> I I made it more than it was, but I'm gonna continue and say that it is it is because yeah, they are I, uh, meant to be together. I gave I gave Win so Wynn's best friend, Wynn's the main character I don't, live, I don't know if I've already said that but uh, her best friend is kind of like her sister, they grew up together they were both born to uh, best friends who were single mothers and they were teenagers and so um, they grew up pretty much as siblings and they are very similar in some ways but not in others and Sarah I gave kind of like a lot of the. I feel like the reader's personality if that makes sense like she's a reader she loves romance books she's read Avatar. Yes. she says everything yeah. she's thinking you know when she finds out when's pregnant she's like is it a mafia boss is it yes. your boss is it an older man like she's yeah. like trying to like, turn like it going through the tropes yeah he's obsessed with the idea that Bo and Wynn are going to end up together which obviously we all know they are going to because it's a romance but you know, because it'd it, be weird if that didn't happen. It, but in yeah. Sarah's world, she's really convinced it's going to happen because she's like, "This is forced proximity. This is yeah. Yeah. friends to lovers. This is yeah. one night stand baby." Like, you yeah. know, she's thinking it. Uh, so I kind of gave her like what I imagined the reader's inner voice would be. So yeah, she she's wearing a sweatshirt with Valeris on it, and I was like, "That's a little, you know, shout out to the girlies." But yeah, yeah. So out. also out. There is no third act breakup in this book. Rachel and I have had many, many a conversation about the love-hate relationship with third act breakups. What made you decide to go that route? Oh my gosh. I just wanted them to be happy. They've been through so right? much. Yeah. Agreed. I, mean, I they There's something about a third act breakup and I can handle it when it is warranted. But at the same time, I'm like, it's always from just like something so ridiculous. And, like, I just don't like miscommunication. I feel like I lose a lot of faith in the couple withstanding time if they break Mm -hmm. up over miscommunication. And I want to finish a book and be like, these people are going to be together until the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be like the notebook. They're going to be, like, holding hands. Exactly. So I think for me, they they hook up in chapter three, obviously, because we need to create an accidental baby to yeah. have an accidental ba- baby. Book. And, you know, babies like, take time to cook. So. You know, yeah, they do. but the, after that, there's a lot of spice in chapters three and four. And then it's a slow burn um, where they are friends and getting to know one another and being probably far too respectful to each other's That's boundaries. Because um, <laughs> they're just like, they don't want to make each other uncomfortable. And they're trying to navigate co-parenting before the baby's born and everything. And it's a difficult situation so it takes them a real long time to get back to the point of intimacy and everything else and so by mm-hmm. the time they confess their true feelings they just rekindled they've been intimate again like it just it was like why they wouldn't why mess with it that. yeah they wouldn't like these two people have gotten to know each well, other because they've also built that foundation and just like in real life that would not happen like I mean I no. guess it could but like you've built that foundation, like you're yeah. you're not starting from square one. And they know so. each other so well because they've the whole purpose of the book is them getting to know each other right. and trying mm-hmm. to get to know each other. So they're not gonna just 
you know, have the, have one bad conversation and call it or like one, you know, um, and I think that's too, like, not, it's not as, I won't get into like spoilers too far, but like one of the scenes towards the end of the book where they're still very much happy and fine is like a fight, Mm -hmm. but it's like a fight with a happy ending because I was showing like, oh, they're, they're fine. Like they're going to make it because they can fight and they will get through it. Yeah. But I also think that's important in books to show a fight, mm-hmm. but it be like a fight and then we're fine. And that doesn't, that fight doesn't cause a huge drama, third act breakup yeah. situation. Yeah. And so we love a no third act breakup, but one thing we love even more, oh, is maybe, epilogues. maybe is an epilogue and this epilogue. And we're not talking about a six minutes later epilogue. We want to, no. we need no. to know. And no spoilers. But 10 years later, I was like, hell yes. That's the it kind of epilogue I want. You have to see where they ended up, I feel like. Yeah, you yes, thank to. you. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, they're going through a pregnancy. You know that they are going to have one kid. You're like, how many kids do they choose to have? A lot of the book is about when figuring out what she wants to do with her life. Yeah. And and so it was like, you have to give it time. They needed I time. I know. Yeah, it was definitely so my favorite epilogue I've written by far. I I loved it. I we like, love oh. epilogues that go very much into the future because yeah. um, I need to leave the whole situation knowing that everyone is fine. Yeah, <laughs> that we're all good. Everyone's good. We're all good. We're, yeah, we're living our life like mundane things are happening and we're yeah. happy. So um, the last question that we always ask our authors is what is a – you have to read this book that you recommend to people. Is it fourth wing? No. She's not no. even done with it yet. I'm not done it yet, so I can't commit to it. Um I can I can I do like a little like throwback? Like I just my favorite book of all time is Jane Eyre. It's so good. Um, it's so good. I just feel um, like I feel like it's the basis for a lot of modern romance. Mm-hmm. Like reading mm-hmm. books like Jane Eyre and Pride and Prejudice, Emma, all these books, you're like, oh, that's where that trope is. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how it. And it's like you learn your history, you know. Like it feels like you're like if you're a romance fan and you read those books, you're figuring out the root of all of these different mm-hmm. tropes, and micro tropes, yep. hand flexes, and yeah. nostril flares, and yeah. tension, and. Um, and I just think, yeah, Jane Eyre's my favorite book of all time. You can't see it, but like that shelf at the very top, I'm we can see each other podcast yeah. listeners um yeah. is like just a t- entirely Jane Eyre um because I just I it's that. my favorite book I have a tattoo matching with my husband I love that I love it it's it's Matt and Lane's favorite book and next to you like I I, I Jane Eyre you gotta read it yeah and it, okay it, the- you know, it's weird it gets weird but it's fine it's fine. It's fine. Um, I totally have forgotten about that part in Next to You and when they read it together. And that's that's funny. It does get weird. But um, okay, the next thing we do is we do a rapid fire this or that. Um, Neely, I'm going to have you start because I'm taking the second okay. one. Uh, night in with Chloe and Warren, a cross country bus trip with Lane and Matt. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you have to pick one. Uh, rapid fire. Cross, okay, cross country road trip. Okay, there we go. Right answer. Okay, um, soup, soup from Bo, because now it's a thing, or soup from Reese. Oh, soup from Bo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, accidental soup. pregnancy or first proximity? I think we know the answer, though. First proximity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, girl mom or boy mom? In, what, in my, my life, I only have boys. 
boy mom. She's, <laughs> she's like, I don't know different. It was, I, I, I had don't to ask me to pick that. I know. I know. Had to throw it in there because, you know, there's people in your books that are, are things. So, so something else that we like to do is we like to read a review of the week, um, but I am going to let Rachel read this one. Okay. <laughs> do you know who it's from? I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is our review. It took me a minute, but yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, we've started doing this as a new thing that we're doing. Actually, at this point, it won't be new anymore. <laughs> but I'm sorry. At this point, we will have done it for more than we half We will have done podcast, it for but... several, several episodes. But for us recording, this is new. So here's our review of the week. It feels like you're just sitting with friends talking about books, book boyfriends, and veering off topic to talk about life. We haven't done any of that. Uh, in just the first hour, you feel like you know them. They are the book besties you didn't know you needed with incredibly funny and extremely relatable takes on romance books and, well, life. Definitely give them a listen. This is from R.B. Hunt. And if you would like to have a review read uh, live on the air, just leave us one. <laughs> um, preferably five stars because, like, nobody – just – it's – it's nice to do. Yeah, um, make it make it funny. Make it funny and um, or just like super super sweet and we'll or super sweet. Yeah, it. it doesn't have to be funny. Either way, it just listen. I don't consider myself a very funny person, so like I get it. If you just want to leave something really nice, um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and Hannah, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram mostly at author Hannah By. Perfect. And are you? on the tiktok are you are you I, pretty I'm much just living straight on on the tiktok um but like, i feel the same way i'm trying through instagram so like if you find me on instagram you can find me you can find her anywhere you know but like i feel like my screen time for instagram really speaks volumes about where i am most, yeah. So. Yeah, and fair. you can find the podcast at smut show podcast uh we have a facebook group we have on our Instagram, you can also find links to our Amazon storefront where you can find literally anything we talk about. We link it. Um, Rachel does that every week. Bless her. And um, you can find me everywhere at Neelikins. And you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M. Lewis. And it's been Hannah, awesome, thank Hannah. Hannah. Yes, so thank much you. for coming on. This has been the most fun. We have absolutely loved chatting with you. And for everybody listening, please, please go read all of her books. Um, support support this wonderful human and all yeah. of her wonderful books. Thank so, you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. I feel like even before we started recording, I was already having fun. So thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> that was a solid fun 40 that minutes was, there. That was, that was fun. <laughs> we a good time. All right. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.